Welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and I am incredibly excited to share with you uh, this week's episode with James Adamson. Um, James is just a phenomenal athlete. Like he's an absolute, I've tried to keep up with him on a mountain bike and uh, I can't do it, you know? Um, it's incredible to watch this guy go out on his bike. Um, he's also just an absolutely, uh, wonderful kind of film producer, um, and just a great all around person. He's a wonderful dad, husband, um, just a very thoughtful person, um, that I've been lucky enough to meet and lucky enough to call a friend, uh, and this week's episode is kind of like a representation of what I always strive for this podcast to be, um, which is essentially, you know, people talking about their love of adventure or their love of a sport. Um, in this case, it's James discussing like the love and meaning he's found through bikes and biking and and all of that and mountain biking um but then it but then you know through that passion it kind of transforms into a much deeper conversation um just about life and and being present in the moment and and how how these things these adventures that we have can kind of trickle out into our lives you know, the other aspects of our lives and really just help us have a meaningful experience, you know? Um, how does the adventure kind of paint your perspective of the world and and how does that, you know, make you a better person? And I think I needed the conversation. <laughs> uh, I needed the conversation a lot uh the last few weeks and really the last month has been difficult or more difficult than normal um at work like anytime we're starting a new school year it's just it can be kind of bumpy towards the beginning uh and this year for whatever reason for me and a lot of our staff like it has been a little bit more bumpy um and then me and my family just are coming off being sick and being, uh, you know, not able to do as much and kind of being somewhat feeling like boxed in because uh, we all uh, finally got COVID. Uh, we were COVID free till 2023 and then we got it. So um, I think when I sat down and got the chance to talk to James, like I needed this conversation in that moment and it's one that I'll you know like listen back to and and think back on quite often and I already have and we only had this conversation a few days ago but I have thought back on it quite often um because the dude's just full of wisdom and I love the people in my life who I can turn to who can put things into perspective for me or help me put things into perspective and James is definitely one of those people um, so let's just jump into it. This is like a Bigfoot podcast number 354 with James Adamson. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited uh, to sit down and talk with uh, my good friend James Adamson back on the podcast. You're a man you. full of <laughs> you're a man full of stories, uh, and I don't even think like that first podcast we did like even cracked the surface. And so I'm just psyched, man. So welcome back. Oh, thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. It's glad to see your smiling face as happy as usual. <laughs> always just <laughs> greeting me with such warmth and joy thank you <laughs> thanks man i was laughing because because i had literally just got done telling you that i had just gotten over covid and my school year has been rocky so far <laughs> yeah so. it's just it's life life is life is full on and i'm glad to hear other people's life is full on because it just feels like I was just sitting here doing like a little quick meditation breath of just thinking, it's not insane. It's just rich. It's just rich and filled with all the ups and downs of everything. And just, I'm just here experiencing it. And it was, you know, it was a moment of, moment of just peace, you know? Dude, I might just, I mean, I was going to say I should record that, but I am recording it because the podcast, I'm just going to play that on loop and just have an earbud in while I'm teaching yeah. because I feel like I've been trying to like uh, disassociate my brain with my body, my physical mm -hmm. presence, and then my mental presence just slowly leaves the building, do you know? At times, like when it gets stressful, I'm like, the yeah. mental part of me is now going to leave and do something else while my physical yeah. body stands here. <laughs> yeah, the out-of-body experience. Yeah, totally. that's a good one. That's what I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to, maybe I'll get so zen, I'll be able to actually do that and it'll be sweet or something. Yeah, just a few years of, of practice could get you, you know, a couple minutes of relief, maybe, you know, <laughs> so you might, you might be able to snap through it, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, uh, totally be good for you. That'll be great. <laughs> um, dude, I want to have you on the podcast for many reasons. But um, I just want to start off by giving you a compliment right off the bat. Yeah. And I don't know how you deal with compliments. I know some people feel uncomfortable. But I will say this. I was driving to work this morning and a song came on my playlist. I made a chill playlist, right? Mm. And the song was was Boogie Chillin' by John Lee Hooker. Wait, John Lee Hooker. I think John Lee Hooker. Yeah, yeah. John Lee. And I was like, the reason why I put this song on the on this playlist was because we were driving around the desert with James and the song started playing. And I was like, what is the song? And you told me and I wrote it down because I was like, awesome song. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, awesome song. it got me thinking, dude, I was like, you know, like, I don't know if you ever had this, but I'm an only child. And I was like, there were people I would look up to who were like a little bit older than me by like five years or so. And I would just look up to him like an older brother. And I would be like, I would be like, dude, all the music they listen to is cool. All the things they talk about <laughs> is super cool. And I, I would just like try to become that person. So anyways, I just, I wanted to say, I felt that feeling this morning while listening to that song. And I'm like, dude, he is super cool. I should look up to this guy. So anyways. Oh, I appreciate that. That's um, sweet. I and I need that in my life. I think I need some. I need that that buttressing of moral support from people I look from up to. You know what I mean? I think it's a mutual thing. You know? Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, well, man. I appreciate it. But dude, and then also this summer, you just got in like ridiculous shape, and you're back in the swing of things, biking. And I want to hear all mm -hmm. about the bike series that you just recently completed, and how your kind of summer like 
jumping full feet ahead, like back into biking went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, first I, I, I appreciate it. I love music and I love, <laughs> I love driving to chill playlists. I think that's <laughs> like, you know, I, I think, you know, with the film that we made and, and like different soundtracks and different things like that. I mean, it's been such a blessing to have like streamed music. I mean, you can just like make your own Anything. world out there and yeah. you're just like vibing out and you can be on some different wavelength, like instantly. And I think that's amazing. And and one of the things I've been doing lately is listening to like jazz and like funk and like all these different genres that like maybe don't quite fit with this Colorado landscape, but then they like augment it and change it. And it's kind of this amazing experience. And, you know, I think with the sports and, and, kind of the athletics and all this stuff like it also I kind of like I zone out on some techno like deep kind of trance stuff when I'm like on these <laughs> epic missions and I'm yeah. out there having a vision quest you know and I'm like <laughs> totally going back to the rave days and like the late 90s you know <laughs> um <clears throat> I can say that because I am your older brother and I've been there before you know <laughs> so um <laughs> what's a rave yeah. james <laughs> <laughs> what is a rave well it's this you know bombed out warehouse where djs play um yeah so yeah i mean racing racing is is such a learning experience i mean god it's just it's like the application of what you know and then the learning of what you don't know right like i just felt like it was such a uh I, I would say that kind of, you know, it's been really 10 years since I really raced bikes and was halfway decent at it. Um, and, uh, you know, last year we had a baby and I had like paternity leave and it was amazing. And I was in, I live in a beautiful place up in Breck and I can, you know, ride bikes from my house. And, uh, and I started looking around at a local race series and all of a sudden like found something that already existed, a huge community of people and, and really strong riders and racers. And it was right out my door and I yeah. could have a baby and take care of the baby and, and go out and pedal my bike and, and go fast. And, um, and it was just an opportunity to, it was a, like a huge wide open door to kind of come back into a different segment of the sport. You know, I raced enduro for a long time and, um, and this XC, you know, world exists up here and it's not, it's not like the, you know, flat double track XC, like these are amazing trails that I get to ride and, and I love and, and we get to race on them. So the local series and, and the local kind of bigger races were, were really appealing. So, um, kind of to fast track that story, I, I just kind of invested in a bike and got the, you know, got the right outfit, I guess, to like, for the, you know, the right shoes for the course kind of thing. And, uh, what's the right outfit? Yeah. I mean, the right outfit is like, uh, 29er short travel mountain bike that pedals uphill quickly and goes downhill at a moderate speed you know i thought you were going to talk about like spandex or something do you know what i mean oh, yeah <laughs> i know i know i've actually been wearing spandex it's like a, it's appropriate for the for that type of racing i guess it's also not really like fitting of a 43 year old man to wear <laughs> spandex everywhere but like 
I don't know. It kind of makes you feel a little faster. I don't know, you know, and it's like a, you know, it holds it all in, you know? (laughs) 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 So you can just be kind of like a little, a little 43 year old ish and then still get away with it, you know, a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So can you describe like what, cause you know, I, I love mountain biking. I wish I could do it way more. Um, I don't know enough about like the certain, like different varieties of the sport. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned enduro Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I do, when you say that, I can imagine that, like I can picture what that is, but like, Mm -hmm. what was this whole series about? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I did a couple different races, like, like I don't know A races and then B races. So our our B race series here is kind of like a Wednesday night mountain biking crit. So uh, it's called the Summit Mountain Challenge. I think there's seven races in the series, <clears throat> and it's an amazing. Uh, J- Jeff Westcott put it on originally um, in in Summit County, and they have a race at Copper, and they have a race in uh a basin now they have a race and over in summit cove they have a race right out right up the street from my house yeah there's just a bunch of races around the county and it's a wednesday night like five o'clock race and uh and and people are out for blood like they're you know people show up and they're fast you know and and um you know here i come in i'm like oh yeah like joe moat mountain biker like let's do this and it, you know, it's essentially either like a giant loop or, um, and they're like 12 to, you know, 14 miles or something. They actually made yeah. it a little bit shorter this year. Um, so you get them done, you know, it's like a two hour race or under two hours, hour and a half. And then, yeah, everybody hangs out at the end and there's beer and, you know, libations and a little bit of music and there's just kids and families and like, yeah. it's just, it's cool. It's just like That's such a cool, cool thing, you know? Yeah. And, and as a resource for the community, it's, it's so cool. Um, so that was kind of my entrance. I, I just kind of like went out to a race and was just like, wow, this is really cool. You know, like I, I want to be competitive at this. Um, and, and it turns out that like where I live, like the guys all around here, all the dads are all racing each other. <laughs> and so it's like all the dads throw down, you know, it's, it's great, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think, that, you know, so those are kind of the B races and the A races are like the Firecracker 50, uh, the Fall Classic, um, and then the Breck Epic. Mm. And then there's, uh, and then I went out to Downeyville and did the Downeyville Classic All Mountain, which is a, a big race. And it's kind of a, uh, for me, like a real kind of test piece for where I'm at and what I'm doing. Uh, and I've been that, racing that. For that was the one in, in California, right? Yeah, that's in California. Yeah, north of Lake Tahoe, uh, in the La Sierra. That's a. It's an incredible event. It's put on by um, this year, Butte's Trail Stewardship, and uh, all the money goes into building trails and and their trail crew, and and it's just kind of an amazing area to have mountain bikes and have trails. It's super rugged. Um, a lot of the big time pros go there as as kind of a test to see what they're capable of i guess and, and kind of throw down with each other so yeah so there's a lot of racing this summer i did i yeah, ended up man. doing i think 12 or f- 12 races or something or a little bit more than that um 
yeah and it was a, it was a big process of kind of getting prepped and i think i learned a lot about the mindset too i learned i learned just a lot about you know the pain of it and and kind of like you know what it takes i guess yeah know, was the training, it the training part is the pain of it mostly like you're going so fast but but for like um, you know, like I was going to say like, it's under two hours, but you're going so fast for that two hours. Like that has to be really yeah. difficult. Like you, it's, it's hard to push, push the pace when you're doing it for an extended amount of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, zones that you can be in, you know, you're in your kind of like zone two, you're in your zone three like tempo you're yeah you're up in zone four you're kind of zone five you're you're at threshold and you're just kind of like <clears throat> uh you know these races you're just like during the breck epic there was i was looking back through kind of the analytics of it and i was at threshold for like two hours and 56 minutes or something <laughs> one race and Jeez. it's just that was everything i had you know that was all the gas and then you know, the nutrition to just kind of get as much glycogen back into your muscles and get retrained and get, you know, hydrated and do all the things you need to do to like get ready to go out the next day. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot, a lot to like, to, to kind of manage there. And I think for me, like just kind of coming, I wouldn't say like off the couch, cause I was kind of doing, a, I mean, I've, I've been kind of behind the bars for a long time, riding moto and riding yeah. trail and riding, you know, riding a lot of things. And, and that never stopped. It just kind of got augmented to a different kind of class. And then, um, you know, like I said, I saw this big open door to come back into the sport in a, in a different way than I never had kind of interfaced with it before. Um, and so the learning for me was both like training that high end, right. So that, that pain threshold or where yeah. you're at, and then also like just understanding like what you're capable of and 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 honestly training your mind because honestly i thought i was more capable than i was like i thought i could maintain a higher level and when you look at the other guys the competition out there these guys have been doing it year over year they understand the kind of build up and training to it the power training there's a lot of road riding involved, interval training, things like that. So I think it stacks on top of each other. And then that's kind of the learning process, right? Yeah. Um, and there's kind of a, um, there's a lot of like spirituality in that, I think too, is just going out and grinding every day versus, you know, being casual and, and trying to, trying to accomplish these big feats on, yeah, I, I was thinking about this before. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. You know, I think in the past um, with some athletic pursuits, I could be driven by the like a thought or a, or like a commitment or something mm -hmm. like that. And I think that this type of activity, uh, high level endurance activities like ultra endurance running or things that I mean it's so much more about like just that daily grind and yeah. just really bringing your fitness up level by level like you're not going to be able to accomplish these goals by just like oh I'm going to go out and I'm going to run a you know marathon and then like rest for a week and then hit it again you know it's just, <laughs> yeah it's just not like to be really competitive it's 
a full on lifestyle. It's you're kind of like a monk in a way. And I know that you wake up super early and you go out and you do your thing uh, when you don't have COVID and, um, <laughs> you know, and, and you, you get it done. And, and I think you chip away at the dream. And I think, you know, it's, it's a lot different having like being part of the vision of, of kind of what you need to accomplish and then taking steps every day to accomplish it. It also changes your mindset in a way like where you feel comfortable in that push. You understand like, this is what I do every day. So this yeah. is my thing. Yeah. And then, or just like showing up at the start line and, and having all those jitters and having all that stuff and just not understanding what your body's capable of. It's just, it's a, it's a really interesting process of kind of like ramping up to that level of type of racing, you know? Yeah. Because then you can show up to the start line and you still get the pre-race jitters. You're still nervous, but you have that confidence of like, ah, oh, man, I did the work though. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've showed yeah. up times where I'm like, I've done the work though. And it's a different mindset than when you show up and you're like, I don't know if I did the work. <laughs> like, am I yeah, going to be ready like, for this? Yeah. 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 And I, I also think like, and it's not in an ego way. That's yeah. the, that's the interesting thing. It's more in a, um, yeah, it's, it's just more in like a connected way. You know, I've been, I've been trying to, put words around it you know it, it's an important thing i think it's important to kind of like for me to be also kind of like realize that like hey i kind of like got sidetracked you know i, I have two kids now i've got a job i got all this stuff going on and and this stuff is really like critical to feel alive and feel active and and feel um it, it's like a ton of cliches all wrapped in one. And it's like, so um, it's so critical at this age for me to be feeling like, Hey, I got my body back. Like I, yeah, I feel fast. I feel fit for the real, like really fit, not just like, you know, Hey, I can go out and do these things that everybody else can do. It's like, Oh, I can actually go do something that not a lot of people can do, you know, at a, at a high rate. And um, instead of just saying to myself, Oh, I'm capable of doing that you know, I think it, it's different, you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, we're, I think we're all capable if we can commit our time, you know, we're all capable of, of doing it. If we're not distracted by all these things in the world, you know, if we're waking up at four 30 in the morning and going out or, or going out when it's 26 degrees or going out and, and pushing down the pedals, even though you really don't want to, or you're yeah. busy and you have stress, you know, that's the other thing too. It's so easy to just like it's so easy to like take that turn and just be like, I can't do this because I have all these other stressful things to take care of. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is that once I like am able to do this, then the stressful things are so much easier to like get through. Yes. Um, so there's this, there's this building on, I think of, of kind of like what it's done and, and kind of the effect that it's had on, on like our, my life and my family life. And my kid, I got my, my son races for Strider race this year on the 4th of July. It was like, well, you have to tell me how old he is and oh, tell yeah. obviously I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's two, right. So he's, he's just like, he's two years old. And he but the dude's pedaling and... a bike though. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying not to push him too hard. You know, I kind of, kind of just he's just going too fast for the strider and he needs brakes so i was like oh he's got to learn how to 
yeah he's just going too fast dude he's got like huge holes in his shoes and like he just is like <laughs> sliding his feet too fast and he's at the pump track it's like a crazy thing to watch and i'm like yeah you know i'm i'm not trying i'm trying to like put like guardrails but i'm not trying to it's hard isn't it that balance is super yeah, hard like it is hard i want to keep hard. them safe but i don't want them to have fear on of an activity yeah and i don't want to push too hard I don't exactly, want to be out yeah. there every day like you got to do this, you know, like because it's not it's not it's not a thing like that, you know, and 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 I think the reality is is that um you know, now now like I I'm I'm like I said I'm like 43 years old like it that it, 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 racing doesn't define me anymore. Like, yeah. I think it defined me when my, in this other era of my life, like in one of my many lives, like, I think it defined when I was doing, like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a mountain bike racer. Like, yeah. I, this is what I do. And now it's like, I think it's just something that I apply and I can put my mind to. And, and it's just like mathematics, you know, you show up to class and then you get a degree, you know, <laughs> like maybe yeah. you stand on the step or maybe you don't, like, it doesn't matter you're just in it you're in it to learn the craft yeah and i and and i feel this with with my boys it's like i don't i want them to learn the craft i don't want it to be their total identity because yeah. i feel like there's so much in this world that we need people to be we need people to be versatile and multifaceted and have different perspectives on everything we have in life cuz life there's so much of it out there yeah know? Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I think we're finding that that is a hard thing. Like, I mean, my kids want to do every single thing, like everything. They're like, I want to learn how to do that. And you're like, I want you to learn how to do that. That's awesome. You know, and, and trying to figure out how that fits into our lives and, and all that is like, it's, it's the thing that's difficult with parenting, you know, but biking, but bike riding wise, like, I guess I would just say like, dude figured out real young that riding bikes is super fun. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, I, and he's seeing dad do it and he's seeing dad have a great time and he's probably like, that looks cool. I want to do that too you know yeah yeah he's super psyched i mean he's out there in the yard like fixing his bike you know and he's out there with like whatever little little tools i give him he's out there just tapping on it and scrubbing it and just doing the things you know and and it's it's funny how things rub because working on bikes is super cathartic for me it's it's been like that for a long time like you know if if i just need to kind of like relax my mind or something like I can just go out and work on bikes and I a, like a sense of calm comes over me and I don't know why that is like I guess like I don't play an instrument I don't yeah. I, I wish I did I, I don't like I'm not a great guitarist I don't play the drums but I can go I can shred a bike you know and I can I can work on bikes like I can stare at bikes <laughs> I can stare I'm really good at staring like pacing in the garage and staring at bikes like I'm really good at that and so um and like imagining what it could be or imagining what I could do to make it faster and, oh, and, that's I, cool, and I really enjoy that you know yeah a uh, separate from all the other things you know like I enjoy work and I enjoy making images and I enjoy yeah like, you know 
having deep conversations, but but that is one little segment that applies to this podcast and applies to kind of like this athletic pursuit that, you know, I'm sure when you get a new pair of shoes, you can just like sit there and just kind of just I'm in. ruminate. <laughs> no, I wish not. I could, dude. I wish I'm not like, I'm not a gear guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't maybe know. Maps. Like, do you like maps, maybe, you know, dude? Maps, maps man. Maps, I got one right yeah. here, right on. You can't yeah. see it, but I have a whole map of the front range with all the trails and stuff. I do love maps, man. They're it's yeah, tough maps not... are a thing too. They're yeah, just I used to do that to maps. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I used to just look at how the glaciers, the Gui de Midi in Chamonix. Like I used to just look at like a Mont Blanc massive and just look at the way the glaciers come down and all the trails that go. I just like, ah, this is so cool. <laughs> such a, such a cool thing, you know, and, and we're lucky, you know, we're lucky. Um, we're, we're really lucky here in Breckenridge and, and in yeah. a lot of places that we have these trail networks that have been here since the 1800s that were built by, miners and, and kind of resource extraction you know and, and they exist here in colorado and we get to utilize them and they get reinvigorated and changed and now they're here as a resource for recreation it's it's a it's a really powerful resource for us as a community and i i is as hard as trail advocacy it is to get into and 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 to be effective at it um i'm just super grateful that we have this trail system i mean the road biking here, like we, we can ride on trails, yes. like a yeah. bike trail for, you know, you can ride from, I don't know. I think you can even ride down from Denver now, like all the way up. And then almost there's a, all they're the building like, a trail there and it's almost connected at this point. Yeah. It's almost connected. And then you're going to be able to ride all the way to, you know, vale. um, roll to rifle, oh my God. go all the way to rifle. Like, I mean, it goes all the, excuse me, all the way down the Canyon. That's crazy. So, it's pretty insane like how i mean it definitely goes to glenwood and yeah i know it goes that far yeah um, but but that resource is so incredible i think and i i've kind of been reintroduced to that as well like uh you know training for for this racing here i kind of rediscovered all this stuff that i knew infrastructure that i knew was there but now i get to go to utilize it in this really cool way and um yeah that's that's another thing like what you that. just mentioned like that's the other thing about maps that I think is so cool is when you're just like, and it's maybe not even maps, but like you just start connecting all these little trails together. And now all of a sudden you have this massive trail that you did. And you're kind of like, I don't know if anyone's ever done this exact route this way before, but I've done it and I know what it all looks like and how it connects. And I don't know that, that kind of stuff can make me geek out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know? that can get me there too. I, yeah. The other, the other cool thing about kind of these, these like lighter weight race bikes and, and kind of gravel bikes and this, I mean, new to me, it's not new, you know, yeah. by any means, but, but it's not typically the way that I would go out and ride you know, you can do 50 mile rides. You can do, yeah. a, I did a hundred mile ride the other day on my gravel bike. Um, and you know, you can, you can go out and you can have a vision quest and you can go and find little places that you didn't know were on the map and, and you can connect the dots and, and get back and have a full experience. You know, yeah. you can, you can, and you can do that here in Colorado that, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to, ride on the road and you're you're going to have a limited road time or limited limited danger time you know and you can 
you can kind of control that interface with traffic. And, and I think that's important for me as a dad, you know, I, I don't want to get clipped by somebody on their phone. You know, no, that's just not, that's, it's, it's, it scary. is a bit terrifying. And yeah, I think, I think the gravel thing and I haven't, I need, I need a gravel bike. Let me just throw that out to the universe right now. Uh, but, but I think the gravel thing to me, especially as like a Midwesterner at heart is I'm like, I think that's cool because I think that opens a sport up to everybody. Like there's gravel roads everywhere, man. Like if I was still back in Iowa, guaranteed I would have a gravel bike and that's what I would be spending a lot of time doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah, it's just yeah. those, those roads are available where it's, hopefully not i mean obviously it's not as dangerous as a busy highway or a busy road you know like you do have a little bit more of a buffer there for like safety yeah i mean it's just you know yeah there's a lot there i think i think the gravel has really opened up you know you don't need a lot of technical skill to go out and hammer the pedals on a gravel road and you can go fast and you can have a hell of a time yeah and then if you do have a ton of skill, you can go even faster and press the, you know, press the pedals down and go do like the steamboat 140, you know, yes, yeah. go, like rock your socks off. Like, and then you, you know, can look it, super cool at the finish line where you're just covered in dirt. Like every time I see the end of a gravel race, I'm just like, that just looks cool. Like they take their goggles off and they have the yeah. like dirt, like you know like yeah all over their face except where their goggles were i'm like that's just cool right there like i yeah, want i want to do cool. that it makes me want to experience that you know yeah it's just like i think it's just being in the trenches it's like it's kind of like when you see like a brand new bike in the bike shop and yeah. then you see it like after one ride on it and it looks <laughs> way cooler with one ride on it because yeah. it's just like kind of dirty and just kind of <laughs> looks the way it's supposed to look yeah that's a big deal you know what i mean it's like <laughs> That thing's like battle worn is, yeah. you know, yeah. that's just way better. <laughs> what, what was the thing? Like, I mean, like as you grew up and you were riding bikes and things like, what was the thing that really like connected with you? Do you know, like, have you ever tried to think about that? Is it just, oh yeah. Oh, is yeah. it as simple as riding bikes is really freaking fun? It's actually really deep, actually. It's, okay. it's interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting you ask that because I've been, it, it's been a process for me. You know, I, I, I mean, just pair. So when I was a kid, so, so, you know, me, yeah, like I've told you tons of stories. Like I was a climber for a long time. I spent a lot of my life climbing um, like rocks and lived in Yosemite for a while and went, you know, went all over the world, walking up snow slopes and, you know, putting myself in dangerous situations. And, um, and it was amazing. I got to see a lot of the world and, and it was, it was just a, a thing to save my life really. Yeah. Um, and the, but that was always my second love. It was always my second love. And I think riding bikes is my first love. Um, my brother, I had a, uh, my younger brother passed in 2013, uh, in a motorcycle accident, but we grew up riding bikes together. Um, you know, when we, we would work on our bikes, we had these old, old bikes and we would just build jumps and we would ride no hands down the steepest roads. And we would just go out and rip and we'd look at the magazines in the grocery store and, you know, see John Tomac and like all the, all the big names and just, and just like, 
that's what I wanted, you know, and, and I wanted to ride bikes and I wanted to race. And I, um, I just remember, I, I just, my life didn't turn out like that. You know, I had a kind of a traumatic childhood and, and I'm not going to go into that, but it just, I got sidetracked and it turned into like survival and, and this kind of like thing that I had turned into me doing other things, but yeah. that love stayed there. Um, and I do, I do remember I got, I, I, um, there were times when I tried to get into racing when I was a kid, but this, the, the, the like family infrastructure didn't exist. You know, it takes a lot of support, you know, it takes a lot of like, it takes, it takes so much to like ski race or mountain bike as a kid. And, you know, and I, that's why I'm so appreciative of um, like the cycle effect, which is a nonprofit uh, up here in the Rockies that, that take young girls out and introduces them to mountain biking and, and gathers them up as a group and carts them around to these races. And, and the summit mountain challenge is, is part of that. Like they, they, all the girls show up and they race as races. And it's like, when I look at that, I really am so proud that our community is able to put that together because it's just, it's, it's so critical for these young minds, especially if they have some type of, you know, turbulence at home or turbulence in their life, you know what I mean? That structure and, and introducing this outlet, you know, I think, you know, over time we've seen more of these outlets develop and, and they really do like save kids, yeah. you know, from, from all these different you know potholes along the way you like know, dude can, i've seen easily. it so many times obviously being an educator but where a kid falls in love with something like an activity a sport whatever and they get involved in some sort of outlet for them and that becomes their passion and that's why they keep going at school like when school gets tough or family times get tough like or relationships with friends and things get hard, but they keep going because they have that thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the more opportunities we can give people to find the thing that is gonna speak to them is like, it's life-saving, man. Like, I know it sounds like, I don't wanna sound like overdramatic, but it is because I see it all the time, you know? I absolutely agree. I mean, I absolutely agree. And I think, um, you know, just as, as from my experience, you know, I think, and you don't need like, you don't need the latest stuff. You don't, you just yeah. need, you need the event, you need the support, you know, that's the infrastructure is just so much more important than, than, than the, than the stuff, you know, I mean, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a heavy thing. I mean, it's, it's, I see my kids and I'm like, I also don't want to give them everything. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I want to, you know, I want them to, you know, go out and, and climb the rocks without the, you know, without all the stuff and, and the complexity, you know, I think also like with the way that our kind of social media is with all the stuff, it's, it's so easy to kind of do these things and, get confused about what ultimately the goal is or, 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 you know, and maybe there's different goals, but, but like, I don't know the health and well-being of it, you know? And, yeah. and I think I found, I've tapped into that 
in some way and kind of like you know tapped into the like it's just because like it's not it's not any any one thing it's just because like it's just because this is something that I understand and it's the way that my brain works you know I think I think a lot of us can kind of get down with that versus I'm down with that man because I've put I've obviously spent a lot of time and effort and energy thinking about it and then sometimes you're just like it is just because like it just is that's why I like doing this stuff you know Mm -hmm. yeah I mean and I think in a lot of ways like um I had a really interesting experience and it was actually climbing. Um, and I was down in the Andes. <laughs> I wondered if you're going to bring this up because I remember having a conversation with you about, I think it's about what you're about to tell me, yeah, even though you're a man yeah. full of many stories. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I think it's a vibe like, and, and I think I've told you stories before, but like <clears throat> basically I spent a lot of my time like fighting mountains, right? Which is yes. so like juvenile. And, you know, I look back on it and I think about how juvenile it was, but like, um, I needed it. You know, I need, I had so much excess um, angst and just worry and battle in me, like a lot of fight, right? But I realized that like fighting the man or fighting like whoever was definitely not getting me anywhere. And it was choking me off. And so I had to like find some other outlet to really like fight and go up against. And, and they ended up being these big mountains. Um, and, you know, I went on these just absolutely epic adventures into the deep jungles and in everywhere that I could that I could find a way to. And. Um, and I ended up on the side of a mountain, you know, all alone in the Andes and fell on a crevasse like halfway and caught myself um you know by my arms and and barely survived like barely got out of this thing you know unroped and everything got to the other side and just realized that like whoa like this is not this is not something that uh I got it all at once is the way I would put it I would just I got it all like right at once and I just I really understood about something about myself and about what I was fighting and, and how I was fighting it. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, instead of like looking externally for these answers and trying to like go up against God or go up against this universal thing, like these glaciers are like crashing around me. And I'm like, you know, I hear the water under the glaciers and I'm looking out in these mountains and the sun's coming up and I can see the like Andes and the mist coming up off of them. I mean, just like the view and just like what I was doing out there all alone on this mountain. I was like, whoa, like I, first of all, shouldn't be here. Like this is way too fucking dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Like I'm all the way out here all alone. Like this is fucking crazy. But secondly like it really deep internally like I got everything I needed right then I just got all the answers because I just realized like I'm really just fighting myself like I'm just banging myself against these rocks you're just like the mountain doesn't care none of this cares right now yeah like like it's just gonna keep rolling and like my little ego and insignificant like turmoil is just like it's part of this ethos and it just goes on and on and on and I'm just turning in these rocks, you know, it's just, it's just incredible feeling it, the, how vast and how big it is. And I guess I would, I would, I would like bring that down to like now, you know, now I can have these kind of like 
just because battles like i can go out and just like go out and just just because i can tap out redline my heart rate and just get up there and and just see what it is and it's not it's not connected to you know it, it's not connected to me necessarily like trying to work out like you know tr create myself you know what i mean it, it's just an interesting it's an interesting byproduct it's um, not tied to you trying to like prove yourself yeah it's not it's not really it's it's more of like the analytics of it yeah and i you know one, one thing that's kind of connected to this whole like glacial movement type of thing is that the um you know now i spend a lot of time like researching the cosmos just like watching videos on like you know interstellar travel and, yeah. and planets and black holes and like 521 be like sending radio signals back from wherever the hell it is like seven billion years ago and the thing that's cool about that stuff is that it just reminds you that there's just something so much bigger than kind of opening up the guardian and reading news you know or, or yeah. like flipping through ads on facebook or you know all these things that are just kind of like boxing us in and the reality is just so the reality is just way bigger than we can ever imagine. Um, and I think when I, when Cohen's old enough, like I just bought a book for Cohen, but it's like his first stars or his first planet. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to like come tomorrow. And I'm so, Oh excited, dude. Yeah. You know, and I'm so excited because apparently like in November, they do this whole like astronomy telescope at the library and that you can bring your family and it's at five because it's like already dark so it's like before bedtime you're like in so, front of everyone pushing everyone out of the way like get me to the telescope yeah my kids gotta go to bed right now I gotta get them home like, it's five o'clock <laughs> yeah he's like dude it's like a swiss train around here bro i get him down because I got, I got stuff to do, dude. I love those kids, but they got to go to sleep, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, dude, man. I think I, I just, when you're describing that, just being able to go up, out and look at the stars, I do think it's something we kind of forget about, you know? And I live, obviously, in a bigger city by Denver, I can't go out and look at the stars and see the same, like see them the way you do in Breckenridge, you know what I mean? Like up in the mountains. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm missing out on that whole experience of just being fascinated by it. And I'm like, if I'm missing out on that as like a science teacher who's curious about the world, but I still feel like I'm missing out on that, then I'm like, most people are probably missing out on just being able to look up at the stars and just letting their minds wander and just, mm. you know, question and have, be curious and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could bring it into your life, you know, I you know. Can bring it in, you can bring it in, in a way, like I, uh, you know, I work on these mantras when I'm like riding out riding, it just keeps you going, you know what I mean? And one of the mantras is, um, a man who controls his breath controls the world. And, you know, there's different things where you can just kind of like let let go of self and just be there present and let let it happen to you and just keep breathing, keep being an animal, you know, keep being human and and kind of let go of all the things that 
that can tear you apart, you know, or tell your mind apart just in that moment. Right. Yeah. But one of the things in what I mean about bringing into your life, like when you start to learn about, you know, that, that there's an ocean of, of, you know, a hydrogen ocean on blah, blah, blah. And like start to learn about the universe and all the gases and minerals and all these different things that are happening. And then you kind of bring it in yourself and you realize that like, you're part of that. Like when you breathe in oxygen, there is like a chemical reaction happening inside of your lungs. And when you talk about like being an athlete and you're talking about your VO2 max, you're talking about all these technical phrases, all this stuff really you're just talking about the gas exchange within yeah. your body right yeah and the more you let go and the more you just let your body expand and have that chemical change like and you can focus on that exchange you can actually expand your world right there so you can bring in this kind of cosmic and and universal sense into the activities that you do and the way that you engage with the world and 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 by being out there in the outdoors running or biking or climbing or doing skiing or going skiing or whatever you choose um and what do you whatever you have access to whatever community can provide you can bring those things into you it's it's not something external like yeah. we are it you know we are it yeah and that is like the great that'll blow your mind <laughs> yeah It'll blow your mind <laughs> You know, and I, that's just place I try to go to when I'm like running, cause that's a distraction away from the pain that you're throwing down. You know, it's just like, how can I be closer to it and like, let everything else go, like, you know, fizzle away. Yeah. Really I'm going to dude. that's inspiring to me. I wrote down your quote, a man who controls his breath controls the world because I mean, we were talking before this about things I'm stressed about in life and, and things like that. And I do, I've, you know, I've meditated before and really having good at being consistent at thinking about breath practice and all that stuff. Uh, but I haven't in a while. And I'm like, maybe I need to bring that back, man. Cause I, <laughs> cause there is something about just breathing through a situation that is stressing you out. Um, that'll just bring clarity because you're just giving yourself that moment to like actually think things through and not just like react on like gut instinct and things like that, you know? Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm two little boys. will like really test that. Like it'll really, you know, and I think, you know, there's like, there's instinct, there's like uh, learned behavior and then there's yeah. like our consciousness, right? Which can help us excel and break cycles that are sometimes like innate and br breathing and breath, but there's no better time to do the training or do that type of like learning yeah. when you're under stress of exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you're already stressed, right? But no one's getting hurt. No, there's no byproduct. The byproduct yeah. is your clarity and your ability to, like recover from this traumatic situation that you're like putting your body under but that's that suppressed like uh exercise right it, it's like they talk about like when the cia wants to you know bring someone in or they're looking for perfect candidates they don't want like the perfect person they want the person that had just enough stress yeah they had to think for themselves and they had to formulate strategies to survive 
Yeah. Because if you don't have strategies to survive, like what are you going to do in a really difficult situation? Yeah. And so developing these strategies inside your pain cave, right? You can you can just set up some furniture and turn on some mood lighting and like move in a couch and just sit in your pain cave. And if you can get there, then you can do that, then you're gonna be a better person when it things get stressful and hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like life has been stressful recently, you know, yeah. and um but I, I, you know, it's just, it's a learning experience, you know what I mean? And it's just making me better, yeah. you know, in, in different ways, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not that you're going to, that I'm, no one's giving me stars, you know, no one's, no one's patting me on the back. Like, you know, like I'm not bringing a report card home, you know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. cares, like yeah. nobody cares except for like, how much I can show up, how much I can yeah. love, how much of the burning like humanity I can bring to the table that like goes through my family, goes through art, yeah. goes through my colleagues, goes through my people that like they can connect and see and that I'm available for them, right? So like however that happens is that's the true test, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's hard, you know, you're talking about like your it's, class and, and these things. It's it's really difficult. It's super hard because I think for me, I'm just speaking on my own experience here. The hard thing is I'm with myself 24 seven. So I see all the, all the times I'm doing great. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I'm like a model citizen right now and doing awesome at everything, but you, that's not sustainable. And I see all the times where I've messed up too and made mistakes and have done things that I've regretted and things like that. And you're just like, Oh, that sucks. And I think for me, a lot of it is like being able to kind of like for, forgive myself or learn from it or like just kind of reframe those moments that I've failed and, and to be like, Oh, like you failed in that moment, but like that doesn't make you, like a failure do you know what i mean yeah like in real no. life stuff i'm not even talking about like sports stuff at this point no no i know i know but it's like forgive me father for i have sinned like it's a it's a real thing you know like <laughs> and and i'm right there with you and it the interesting i've been also thinking about this you're bringing up a lot of like points that i've actually put like a fair amount of time into lately because i just you know i think i think things we we need get to like you're raising a family and there's not there's not a lot of things else I'm doing you know what I mean I, I'm I'm kind of doing this and there's there's not a way a lot of ways you know frankly I can fuck up right now I just kind of like moving forward you know yeah. and um and and I think about when I think back to like younger James or like younger you know younger James Adamson like throughout like the ages you know I see all the you see all the behaviors that have you know like all the bad shit and in mostly the bad shit right like i can see a lot of bad shit and 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 i hold that i think in a way that you know it, it's hard it's hard to deal with life sometimes when you look back at, at things like that and you're really trying to like you know grow from it but but when i look back i see a lot of juvenile things but i think that's always going to be like that right because yeah. in hindsight you're like okay, 
like from this year to this year, it was one thing. And then from this year to this, because we're just human and we only have five senses and we don't have like all this foresight and we're not gifted with all this wisdom and we're not, we're, we're learning as we go. Yeah. And we're learning based on the environments that we have and our environments change. And then that allows us to look at our previous environment, yeah. previous environment with perspective. Right. And then you're like, oh, I should have done this or that. Right. I mean, yeah. I like all these little things that all these little stories in my head where I'm like, whoa, like I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. But one, one phrase that always kind of reminds me of, of this is you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. And, and in that phrase though, is that there is forgiveness, right? There's forgiveness for me and the way that I acted in, 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 in forgiveness for them for like, they just weren't right for the situation, you yeah. know? And so I try and have some built-in forgiveness and it's a lot easier to like be okay with it now, but, you know, looking forward, there's just no way to be perfect. Yeah. There's just no possible way to make all the right decisions and have all the right interactions and not be angry. All You know, it's yeah. just not unless you completely isolate yourself and you sit cross-legged in a cave for like 20 years and you let everything dissipate and you stare at a candle. Like there's just, it's because there's so many different things happening. I tried so to isolate myself. Happening. I tried to isolate myself last week and I'll say it sucked. Don't do like, <laughs> it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I will say this man, like, okay. So I do have that side of me where I like think back and I'm like, Oh God, like stupid young Chris. What, an, what a dumb dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and then I also have these moments though. And maybe you get them too. Cause it, for me, it always happens when I'm like out on the trail and I'm just, it's like perfect dude like sunrise is coming up i'm feeling good it's beautiful and then i just sit there and i'm like every single thing i've done in this life has led me to right here at this beautiful mm -hmm. moment that i'm having right now you know mm -hmm. and i have this like it's always an epiphany, even though I've had the epiphany like 50 times at this point. So I'm like, does that even qualify as an epiphany anymore? It's the same <laughs> one, <laughs> but, but, I'm but like, it's a reflection, right? It's a, it's reflection, a reflection. And I'm like, yeah, everything I've done has led me to this and I'm here right now and I'm doing this thing and, and I'm, I'm happy. And when I'm happy, I'm like, I am so glad that all those things led this way, like led to this yeah. point, you know? Yeah. It never happens yeah. when I'm just brushing my teeth or doing dishes, though. That's when I need that epiphany to happen. You know, like I'm, I'm doing dishes. I'm like, everything yeah. led me to these dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of like that, that Zen. There's like Zen in the dishes, right? It's like, it's like staring at the flower, right? It's like, what's yes. the beauty in this flower? And yes. like you stare at the dishes and you see the soap bubbles and you're like, what's the beauty in this soap bubbles? You know, yeah. like, yeah. I just, I feel, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel that too. And, and it, it's, it's incredible because um, where I come from and, and this, this story of life that has unfolded and, and I, you know, I walked in the door this afternoon and, you know, Megan was here with the boys and the sun was out and it's fall. It's just beautiful up here. And like, 
and the day was you know filled with all these things and it's just you walk in the door and it's just so beautiful you know and it's like I I got to ride my bike you know I went out rode my rode my bike and I I got out and interfaced with people and and I had to think hard about some work stuff and and figure some puzzles out and and had to do all these things and at the time maybe it didn't feel that great but like you said it's like you get to this moment and you're like this is perfect but that's one of the other things I, I think about too is like in this moment like this is as perfect as it will ever be exactly this is it this yeah. is as perfect as it'll ever be yeah and and if you look at all the different things that are happening to you it's like it's as perfect as it'll ever be yeah and it's so critical for me to think like that because yeah i can get perturbed about any like wrapped up about anything and like you know i just the perfection is in the imperfection the the way that it's all formulated it i mean you know, I, I really love to, like, I, I just can't, I couldn't ask for it any other way. You know what I mean? Like, it just couldn't be any other way. Yeah. 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 Dude, so, I mean, that comes to me every once in a while. And I'm like, I need to just hold on to those. I need to hold on to that, those ideas. Do you know what I mean? Because those ideas come pretty much every day at random moments. But then I like let them go and I let, I start letting little stuff bother me here and there. You we know? all do that though. Of course we all, we all. Though. Yeah. you know, we're, we're not, we're not like, then that's, that's the human, that's the human element in it all. Right. That's the human condition. It's like, we're, I mean, I have a lot of like nostalgia, like a lot of my feeling, like in the fall, I'm out like <laughs> yeah. these feelings, dude, it just like comes over me and I'm like, whoa like what is that and the fall does it like crazy right and that's why yeah. i'm like out right now i'm like full gas right now because like even though race season's over like this is like the feeling time like this is like you're out on the trail and there's like leaves on the ground or there's yeah. like a little bit of snow like it snowed yesterday and we went out and rode yeah and it was so sick it was that's so, so beautiful cool, dude. and it was like and the clouds like parted about these jumps and we were like yeah this jump line and like the, like we were shooting it photos and stuff it was just so sick and it was such a great like moment to be alive right and and it just gives you this feeling and that like life like i call it being in the soup when you're like just in the soup you're not like thinking about the soup you're not like thinking <laughs> about what you can do or what's gonna go in the soup or how yeah. to make the soup or how does this soup taste on. good <laughs> yeah does the soup taste good you're just like in the soup you're swimming around you're in there with the carrots and the vegetables and shit <laughs> and you're just like you're in it and you're just like you're 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 connected yeah like you're your your power animal like you're yeah. the power animal you know what i mean and i feel like you know I, I guess I like, you know, I, I guess I like spent a lot of my life just like chasing being in the soup all the time. And it's just not possible to be in the soup all the time. Maybe it is. I mean, if you're enlightened, yes. Like, yes, you could be like in the soup. Yeah. Constantly. Um, but like when you're working for the man, like nine to five, you're not doing your thing. Like the soup doesn't always exist, you know. Like the soup's not on, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, no. But like, but when we're in there, you know, I, I'm willing to like get in the soup when I can and and just be, and just be. It's 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 really beautiful, man. It's yeah. really really beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, 
you, you know, one, one other thing, you know, I think I'm, I'm really like lucky because, you know, like all these experiences and all this shit like landed me here. Right. And I, I'm able to access this environment and, and that for that, I'm really grateful. And it doesn't matter how I do, I could like crawl out on the trails and be happy because like, that's, it's just where I'm at. But, but I think all, for all the people that like can't access these things all the time and then don't have all these things, like yeah. I think it's, it's, um, like I, I have this like such a deep feeling to like show people or want to be friendly and like help people discover some of these things. And um, I don't know, like I did it through photography for a while, but I feel like that's just dissipated. And, and now I feel like maybe there's some other ways to like bring people into the soup so yeah. that they can, they can feel it, you know? yeah of all like walks and creeds and you know everything i want i want everybody to kind of feel that feel that peace and, and to breathe into it and feel some pain you know to 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 work through some things and, and pressure i heard this statistic that um after 30 years old i think i told you this the other day like after 30 years old like 90 percent of people will never sprint again in their entire life wow. they'll never they'll never get their heart rate up ever again. Yeah. Like when, you know, and so, um, the, and it's just avoidance, right? It's like this pain avoidance, like, and we're, we're kind of meant to like go out and get after it. Right. That's what we're built for. And, uh, and I feel like there's this, just this thing that's missing from, from a lot of things, you know, from, yeah. uh, from life, but, but in any event, I'm going to go sprint tomorrow are. morning, man. I, <laughs> I'm going to pull all of my muscles, but I'm doing it. I used to do a thing called, uh, called, what did I call it? It was something really stupid. And it was basically like Tuesdays. Cause I'm like, Tuesdays suck. You like, you can't even complain about Tuesdays, you know, like m at least Mondays you can find community because you're like, Oh, Monday. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, Tuesdays just exist. Like you can't even, so I think, I, Oh, I remember I called it like do something you hate Tuesdays and I'd go out to the track and do like a track workout and just destroy myself. And I'm like, Tuesdays, right. Am I right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, that's so. a good plan. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. But, uh, but dude, thank you, man. Like, honestly, I think, more than just like the doing the podcast and there were stories i wrote down that we didn't even get to which is hilarious and it's going to be a continuing theme for the james adamson series on the like a bigfoot podcast uh but i i think more than all of that like i just needed to have this conversation and i needed your wisdom and i always <laughs> love turning to people who i find a lot of wisdom from so i needed that i need I needed to uh, hear a lot of what you just had to say and a lot of, you know, I wrote down a whole bunch of quotes and I'm going to put this podcast out on Friday because I'm like, I need to re-listen to it again because I need to like <laughs> internalize a lot of that. So, so I appreciate you, man, like a lot. So yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate much. you, man. And I appreciate this podcast. It makes me feel, you know, it makes me have an audience sometimes, I guess you know, I feel like the audiences that you can trust or audiences that you're related to in some way, or, or just having you as an audience to talk to yeah. is, is really critical. And you're like opening up a room. I think, I think, you know, that's something that the, the world is kind of missing in a way is like an audience that 
you can connect to that, you know, isn't just getting the next like or, or the next comment or the next this or the next that. Like, I really feel the importance of, of having like a Bigfoot as an audience. So yeah. I, I appreciate you inviting me on. And awesome, I, it's man. always an honor to see you and, and to talk to you. So <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, hey, uh, I know I, I usually give people time to like, you know, like plug something they're working on or whatever. But I just want to shout out Drop Media, which is your company, because <laughs> it's fantastic. And James Adamson is the company. Like it's it's you, it's your heart and soul, you know, and it's an awesome like media production company. And you have a sweet studio up in Breck filled with mini, mini bikes and uh <laughs> yeah. and all that. But uh and of course an espresso machine. Plenty of coffee. And plenty of if coffee. You need, but, it, you need to get jolted. I got you. Yeah, but if anyone's <laughs> looking for like a production studio and you're in like the Colorado area, like, or even beyond, like I know for a while you were not traveling as much, but you're, you're an experienced world traveler. So, um, <laughs> check, like check out drop media. It's awesome. So oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say also the other, the other business I'm in is, uh, is taking people out on mountain bike rides and blowing their mind. <laughs> so, uh, if, if anybody does want to, go out in the mountains over here and, and, and see some prime Colorado dirt, let me know. And I'll, uh, look me up. I'm Heck here. Yeah. I'm lurking. Right. The kids are here. They're keeping me here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, dude, we'll, we'll have you back on in the future. I'm sure because yeah. I wrote down mosquito story and broken leg story, which is like <laughs> yeah. the most, two of the most epic stories ever. And we'll have to get to them at some point. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Thanks brother. Yeah. See you dude. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Um, huge thanks to James for coming on the show. Someday he will tell his broken leg story and the mosquito story. And I promise you, they're two of the best stories I probably have ever heard from anybody uh, as it pertains to like biking and and camping and stuff like that uh and then i feel bad even asking him to tell those stories because i'm like it's just him suffering in both of them you know i'm just like hey man can you come on and tell some hilarious suffering stories that in the moment weren't really funny whatsoever and probably aren't funny still but you know you can find the humor in the situations and things like that um so someday, someday we'll have James back on and we'll, uh, we'll tell those stories. So, um, but yeah, I always love talking to that dude. Like I said, I think, like I said in the intro, I think there's something to be said about the people in your life that you can kind of just have a great conversation with and have things that have you been struggling with in your day to day, your every day and have someone put it into perspective. And I think James's perspective has been formed by a whole lot of things through life experiences. Um, but the, but his connection with the outdoors and his connection with doing these incredible adventurous athletic things, it does help 
platform perspective. Um, and in many ways it helps, it can help form like really healthy perspectives of the world and, and your place in it and things like that. And, and I kind of needed to hear that this week. And so I appreciate James and just absolutely love that guy. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, so, so yeah, so I loved the episode. Like I said in the intro too, like this is, these are the types of episodes that I always kind of strive for where, you know, it is about, you know, this, these outdoor adventure things, but, but at a deeper level, it's about so much more. And, and I think that's what I always want to do with this podcast because that's what I've found through doing these. And I do find it's a commonality between people who have, who are kind of adventurous and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, so I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, if, like I said, if you're looking for a production company, I mean, we use drop media and James and it was an absolutely wonderful experience and joy. And the dude is a hard worker and just incredibly smart, incredibly intelligent with what he does, uh, for work. Um, and yeah, so if you're looking for something like that and you're, you're in the Colorado area or whatever, definitely check out all of this stuff. So, um, but yeah, that wraps up the episode. We will get back at you all next week.